Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real-world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles, and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone, and into something tribal, rugged, and real. Hey guys, I've got some big news for our listeners in Florida. That's right, we are about to start a tribe in Florida just outside of Orlando. We're going to start Vanguard Tribe in Mount Dora, Florida, starting on February 7th. Okay, this is going to meet at Real Life Church, being started down there by Wayne Bell, and it's going to meet on Tuesdays at 6 o'clock. That is Tuesdays at 6 p.m., starting on February 7th, Real Life Church, Mount Dora, Florida, just outside of Orlando. So if you live in Florida, check it out. Welcome to the Men's Alliance Podcast. I'm Dave Goose Mills. I'm Dusty Parker, call sign Shadow. David Noel, call sign Sunshine. Josh Davis, call sign Ranger. Awesome. All right, so today we got the four of us sitting around here with our coffees and um, just going to talk about worship. Tribe coffees. So sipping our tribe coffee and um, want to have a conversation today about worship and what is it? I think it's kind of a strange word in uh, today's culture. And I think about worship as a non-Christian. It sounds like a weird thing. It sounds like something, you know, that Christians do that's kind of strange that I'm, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. It sounds kind of weirdish. Um, it's really not something that you hear anybody talk about doing in our culture that's not Christian, right? Like it's kind of like this thing that only only religious people do. So it can sound kind of weird and intimidating. So I thought let's just break it out and just talk about it. And um and I know we've got all kinds of different churches. We got nine different denominations in men's alliance. So I'm sure we got a lot of people doing it differently. And um so I just thought I'd kick us off today with what does worship mean to you guys and what kind of thoughts or images come to your mind when you hear the word worship? <laughs> Who's <you> first? <laughs> not, okay. all, not all at once. All right. Who's um, first? So the, the, the image or thoughts that come to my mind about worship is idolizing something, um, bowing down to whatever it is that you're worshiping. Um, never really thought about worship growing up. Um, but as I've, you know, in the sanctification process, just learning more about God and who he is, he commands us to bow down, um, and worship him. Um, it's our will for him, for us to worship. Um, so the more that I've learned, uh, the more that, um, I see that it is, uh, just commanded, um, for us to, do his will yeah like you're saying it's not optional right yeah right. i you know when you the what i what images come to my mind <clears throat> when i hear the word worship and I, I would say that you know prior to following christ that was a much different you know growing up that word kind of like you said the word could sound weird or or whatever to me it, it did as well um and i definitely 
it made me uncomfortable. I'll just be honest. Uh, the first church service I walked into and somebody had their their hands up. Um, I just didn't understand that. It didn't didn't make sense to me. And um, you know, it was almost as if I pushed that away. Like that's that's weird. I don't I don't understand that. I don't want to be around yeah. that. But um, as uh, as Christ transformed my heart, you know, and I surrendered that um, worship became an expression an outward of expression of the, what was going on inside of me. Mm. Um, and, you know, eventually that led to, in the more, you know, I, I dug into God's word and specifically David, uh, to be quite honest, and in the way that he expressed, you know, we all express love. You're talking about what, the Psalms? Sure. Psalm, and specifically, if you start at 145 and go to Psalm 1, 145 through 150, um, you know, I, I just think about all the ways and, you know, that it says that he praised God. And I think about, you know, the transformation in my heart. And, and that's just expressed in a form of worship, um, you know, and, and that's different for me in, in several different ways. You know, I, I worship uh, by myself, you know, I, I worship in church. Um, but really to me, when I think about the image of that, it's me expressing, right? You, Ranger mentioned, you know, bowing down, right? That's an expression of what's happened in my heart um, and an expression to God of the love that I have and the adoration that I have for him and what he's done in my heart and my life. And just, you know, expressing that to him. That's what I think about when I think about worship. I just, just want to add one thing. <clears throat> so to piggyback off that. So I feel like when you, a lot of people say, I, you know, church isn't my thing, or I just like, like how you felt in the beginning. It's not my thing. I just can't see myself doing that. It's kind of awkward. I'm just awkward. I sit in the back. I think when you take yourself out of it and you pour yourself into the word and Jesus pours into you, how you feel is going to eventually fall irrelevant. And you're going to want to put your hands up. You're going to want to sit in the front row. This is worship. Just singing it's kind of like what you're saying is like this like loss of uh self-consciousness right like you're not being like more aware of yourself like you're that first time you walk in there and it's all about your thinking about like oh how do i look how do i sound and then yeah. you you that just falls away and you stop that's kind of what i'm hearing yeah you're like outside of yourself you're thinking outside of yourself more than getting out of your mind you're like okay this is for jesus this is for god for years i didn't raise my hands same here since probably since in the last maybe six or seven years i just started not even that long maybe five years i've just started feeling comfortable doing it and like not caring because i was raised where if you raise your hands or do anything else than just saying you're doing it for show you know it's not you're trying to draw attention to yourself people are people who do that are or fake you know they just want attention or look cool or i think, think a lot of people supposed to do yeah you know and just recently i i mean i can't worship any other way really you know what i mean now that i've gotten rid of that i guess uh what's the word that preconceived uh or just that judgmental i guess it was basically judge you know just judging people and judging myself really feeling like 
I would sometimes look at people and be like, I wish if that's real, I wish I could be where they are. I would you say know? More. Yep. It's like, but I don't ever see myself being that way. So, so then I got to ask if I don't raise my hands, am I not as worshipful? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I asked the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it's because you just don't want to, or you don't feel like you have to, that's fine. But the reason I wasn't, is because I was judging other people. Totally get it. it. And, and, you know, I think there's this, and I can't speak for all denominations and and areas and regions, but I feel like at least in, in this region of, of the country, there is a, um, there's this like unspoken kind of like, um, spectrum that a person is on and, they're ultimately supposed to get to the place where they have achieved um, a 10 on the worship scale. Right. And right. now they've got their hands raised and they're on the front. And, and now we're like, oh, look how far they've come. They're more worshipful. When that might be true, and I'm yeah. sure it's true for a lot of people, but it's not always true for everyone. Yeah. Because, see, I'm at the level now where I'll see people get on their knees, you know, and bow and all that and i'll think that's for show right you know what i mean i was thinking when you were talking i was like what about whirling around yeah is i mean like where do we stop whirling around look at the person yeah it's not like because spinning yeah it's not like because i i raise my hands now that i've reached the pinnacle of of worship you know what i mean i totally agree with that and i think that you know you think about you know a, a good book that most ever most folks have heard of if if you attend church and you're a christian and if you're not there's a book called five love languages right and that's that's how love how people express that's the language that they receive and they express love to other people right and as a follower of christ our commandment our greatest commandment is to love right so this is an expression of my love to the person that i am that god made me Right. So I mentioned earlier how you, you, you know, when I, when I walked into church and the guy next to me raised his hand, it made me uncomfortable. Right. Well, let's look at the position of the heart of that man and me. And I don't know his heart. Right. Right then. Right. But I'm in a position of judgment at that point. Yeah. He's in a position apparently to me now of expressing a love to God so great that he puts his hands up. Maybe, maybe Maybe. he is correct. But your point is it doesn't matter about his heart. It only matters about yours. Correct. I love your comparison there to the five love languages, right? Like that's so true in a relationship, right? Like some people, you know, they express their love through giving gifts. Some people it's through words. Some people it's through physical touch. Some people it's quality time, Mm -hmm. right? And I never thought about that in terms of how we worship. Same thing. Because my wife's love language is nothing like mine. So it's so hard for me to understand so I should never sit in a place of judgment about right. how she expresses her worship or you know any of those things because hers may be a really still reverent you know time by herself yeah, and, right. and in church she may just stand there that's you know right. looking to the stage or yeah. singing humming or whatever it is she does but it's really the the expression of love in her heart that's to right. God yeah. and I think you know just as you guys have kind of hit on the, this idea of like the first time you walked in and you thought the people with their hands up were strange. And now you've, you know, come to a point in your spiritual walk and in your, um, 
path of, of worship that now you're at that point, right? So for you, it was that progression from being still to raising your hands. I would argue that the opposite is also true or possibly true for some people that might have started off. They came in with this big show. Yeah. Right. Hands up. And they may have progressed to the point where now they are much more reserved, reserved and reverent. Correct. So I think it could go in either direction. Um, I thought I'd read real quick just the actual definition yeah, of worship I was gonna um, because it's it's cool how without even saying this yet, you guys have actually said it and you've hit all these words. So uh, dictionary definition of worship is uh, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. Yeah. Right. So it is subjective. It brings in that feeling, right? It's your feeling. It's your expression. Um, and I think that's neat because so much of, especially what we talk about in Men's Alliance, but so much of Christianity is not subjective, right? So much of Christianity, we always talk about how it's it's based on objective historical fact with evidence to support it. Mm -hmm. In this area of worship, it is not. In this area of worship, it is feelings-based. Yeah. So therefore, it's going to look different for different people. One thing that... I was always told raising being, you know, raised up in the church is don't be a distraction for anybody else. You know, yeah. you don't want to be a distraction. So just stay That's why I sit up in front. your pew. <laughs> yeah. Don't be sit in your pew. Don't raise your hands. And it's like, why should I take on the weight of everybody else's, you know, like, why can't I just worship the way I want? Like, I can't be responsible if somebody else is going to be distracted by what I'm doing. It's like, I don't know. It just seems like too much of a weight to put on yourself. If I got to make sure I'm not a distraction for everybody else in this room. Yeah. That thought makes you super self-aware. Yeah. Now absolutely. I'm like totally, Oh, am I is, are yeah. they, you know, it's like, now and your I mind is focus. not on my, God. Yeah. My That's mind's right. not on God. It's, it's on everybody else in the room. If hoping they're distracted, that I'm not being distracted. I mean, I guess yeah, there's within they, limits. Right. But <laughs> I, I mean, and if somebody is distracted, it's like, their focus isn't on the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like yeah. I can be distracted that, that easily from worship if I'm, or anything. If you're laser focused on something, you shouldn't be that easily distracted. It's a good, it's a good question though. Cause I'm sure some people are distracted. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys, um, where do you prefer to worship? What's your favorite places to worship? Uh, in my car. I was going to say, oh, that's a, that's I think good. it depends yeah. what is, you know, what is worship? I think you, you go back to that. I just defined it. I know. So <laughs> is it, you're saying, is there, does there have to be a specific place? Well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Right. But what, what is it for you? The, What's your place? It's everywhere. Okay. It's living out um, what God commands. It's worshiping him in everything that I do. By the way, I talk to people. How I interact with people. Um, my favorite place though would probably be my house. Um, yeah. which is my wife and kids, um, living out, uh, my godly life through them, with them, for them. Um, so that's probably my favorite. So you're not saying necessarily like singing or worship it like, yeah. No. So what do you do? Like, what do you, what do you do for worship? What's your favorite, I guess, way of worship? What does it God? look like? Praying in front of my family. Yeah. Oh yeah. Reading the word in front of my family. Uh, alone, reading the word alone, talking to God when I'm by myself in the car, yeah. uh, talking to God, singing to God by myself, even when there's no music. I, I think that 
we live in such a, especially the Western culture, we live in such a um, emotional culture where yeah. it's like, let's dim the lights and turn the keyboard on and get the, that's, fog, get and, the fog machine, right, get the fog machine. And that's, that's considered worship. I think that's really a lot of churches nowadays. That's if, especially new Christians, I feel like that's what they would think worship yeah. is about. Um, and to me, it's, it's like just singing to God without music, you know, if you're if you're really in the word and, and you are connected to Jesus, you you will want to worship everywhere. And through my process now, now where I'm at in my walk, that's where I'm at. Like everything that I do is worshiping him in everything that I do. Right. Man, that's such a great thought. Right. So I think a lot of people equate worship with singing. Yeah. Right. And like they're almost synonymous in a lot of people's minds. Um, but you were talking about praying reading right. as forms of worship and i think that's a that's an important thing to to kind of grasp and to talk about is doesn't have to be singing that's one way and i think we'll talk more about singing in a second but uh that's that's for sure a big element that i'm glad you just brought up what about you sunshine for the, the where part where do you worship uh, primarily i'd say in my house first thing in the morning as soon as i wake up you know it's, that's going to be a a part of what I do, um, you know, alone, just time with God alone. Um, second to that would be in church, uh, formal, you know, church worship. And then also a lot, I would say that I worship God throughout the day, different times, um, you know, and a lot of times it's just when I think about how good he is and how good he's been to me um, after a, you know, a, a heavy conversation with somebody, um, you know, right now I worship God for, for, for the ability to sit in this room with you guys and talk about worship. Right. Yeah. Like, thank God for that. And yeah. I, you know, yesterday I was driving home, um, from work in Maryland and I had the most unbelievable conversation that I've ever had with a man in my life. He's dying. Um, and it's one of my dad's friends and I had no idea, um, this man's faith. I was actually worried about his salvation, which is why we got in touch, but uh, just got off the phone and just worshiped God for that opportunity, right? For everything he's done in my life. I think about my kids. Like you said, I think about my, my wife, my, just, just everything. Um, so yeah. How do, I'm going to be really specific here and ask you, like, how did you worship God right there? So if, after you got off the phone, was that talking? Was it singing? Was it just quiet? So I was bawling, crying, yeah. uh, just to be quite That's honest, and uh, an ugly cry. And yep. the, um, I'm, I heard it said one time that love not expressed is not love at all. Mm. And for me, I'm a loud dude. When we walked in the room this morning, I realized that everybody else's voices dropped and mine was like <laughs> overwhelmingly loud. So I'm just a loud person. I'm expressive. You know, it, I'm sunshine. That's my call sign, right? I got <laughs> yeah. that for somewhat of a reason. So I, for me, yeah, I was just really open, like pure from the heart. Just, this is going to sound weird, but I was just yelling my thanks to God in my car by myself with the windows rolled up. I mean, just thank you so much. Thank You know, I can't, there's no, there's everything in me. I'm just thankful, yeah. thankful for this opportunity, thankful for life in general. And um, yeah. When you're at home, it's awesome. When you're at home, like you say, you do it first thing in the morning. What's that worship look like? That's pretty quiet. That uh, for me, 
um, the church that I attended in Chesapeake, real life Christian church, was uh, every Sunday they had a they did communion. Yeah, and that totally changed my perspective on the reverence of worship. It was a so morning worship for me is a a, a time to be still, mm. uh, a time to listen, and a, and a time to just uh, be with God and 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 worship Him. You know, from that perspective. Yeah, you know, um, I love that part of the reverent part of worship. Yeah, right. Like I get both, and I I have nothing against the the loud and the and the and the music, but I also love the quiet. Right. And mm-hmm. the reverent and and some of those aspects that I, you know, at least like the uh, the images that kind of come to my mind are more like, you know, I think of like more ancient traditional church traditions right. on, you know, the solemnness and the yeah. reverence. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's something that some of the denominations do better yeah, than sure. others. Right. And we, we kind of like I feel like we have to pick and choose. Like, well, do I want to go to a church that's that's really exciting with a lot of loud, great music, or do I want to go to a church that's quiet and reverent? And really, there's no reason why it shouldn't be both. I think you need both in your life. Just like in a relationship, you need to talk, but you also need to listen. Mm -hmm. If all of your communing with God is you talking and singing, there needs to be some times where you're listening to His voice, right? And, and that comes, you know, through the Bible, like you were saying, Ranger, by, by reading your Bible is one way you worship. And I'm glad you said that. I think that's a part that a lot of, let's just say, newer, younger, more immature Christians might be forgetting. They yeah. might be leaving out. It's not just, it's not just a one-way conversation. You have to be still and quiet. And, and God wrote you this book and you need to spend time in it and mm-hmm. meditating on it right one thing that i uh always admired and i never knew it until i you know was deployed is in the middle east is the call to worship that happens oh throughout yeah throughout the day <laughs> the, so, the muslim yeah what you're muslim about. yeah, yeah their calls to prayer yeah their calls to like prayer five times a day anyway. yeah <laughs> it's like if we could adapt that as a culture for christianity it's like i mean they're they're pretty locked on when it comes to their religion. Yeah, I'd be you know over there. Mean? It was a we were in Pakistan. They'd be yeah. like, and they would stop work. Everything stops. Yep. I mean, and talk about like the whole solitude and calmness of it all. I mean, it's like setting it's an alarm on your phone eerie. five times a day. Yeah, and, and it's pray. loud throughout the whole city. Yep. It's blasted oh, no. from speakers. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if you were going to do it for us. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I practice. It's not easy. <laughs> you know they have little alarm clocks. You can get like little plastic. Uh, Muslim alarm oh, clocks. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they make that yeah. sound five times to a day. To find the singers for it, they go through a pretty rigorous <laughs> process. I've looked into it. Well, yeah. I want to ask you the same question. Um, where where do you prefer to worship? Where's your place, Shadow? I'll worship anywhere. Um, probably the most I can be myself and that I like get the most, I guess, emotional and most expressive is in my car. Like if okay. I'm going on a long trip. Like I've had probably the best moments with god when i'm driving just like sunshine was saying just snot ball ugly crying <laughs> and just worshiping uh, singing i most my most expressive worship is music you know is musically so that's what that's how i enjoy to worship the most um 
but yeah, definitely my car. But I, I mean, in the, I'll I'll start worshiping when the whole family's sitting around, and my wife will be like, she'll be like, I'm not ready for this. Like, why, <laughs> what, <laughs> can you be quiet? It's like I'm always ready, you know. For me, my place of worship is without a doubt, hands down, it's outside. Really, it's yeah. like I I have trouble um, focusing or concentrating on worship on God indoors especially with people. Yeah. Like I'm, my thoughts get so preoccupied by everybody that I see on the stage Yeah, and the instruments and the lights and then the other people in the room. It's all just too distracting. So are you talking about musical worship? No, I'm talking about any kind of any worship. Any kind of worship you like. Any outside. kind of worship. I feel closer to God when I don't see another person, yeah. but when I just see creation, when I see trees, when I see sky, when I see rain clouds mountains grass to me like looking at that is worshipful i'm able to get into a worshipful um mindset where i'm not i'm not self-conscious i'm not thinking is this person doing that for show am i doing this for show? right it's just like yeah for me i just get outside of my head when i'm outside i heard a guy was sharing with me this morning um a conversation that he just had with a friend talking about I'm a Christian, but I don't like going to church. Is that okay? Does that make me a bad Christian? Yeah. Um, he's like, apparently this is where Christians are supposed to go. And they were saying how they're really not into singing and they're really not into crowds. He needs to start trap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I can relate to this person. Yeah. Cause that was a large part behind starting men's Alliance was, you know, it's okay to be a Christian and not enjoy going to church. Right. I think we need to say that. Right. I think that there's a ton of good to be gotten from going to church for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you, you should still go. I, even I, though if you don't, you're saying it's okay not to enjoy it. But yeah. It's not okay not to go. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would say that there's all different kinds of churches. Right. Right. I know that we've I'd got to find a church. Men's Alliance guys like. that have a house church. Yeah. Right. And, um, so really that gets to the question of what is church at right. that point. Yeah, that's right? a whole other podcast. If you get, I mean, like right now in yeah. this room, the four of us, is this yeah. not church? Right. According so, to the Bible, I guess it is. Yeah. So I think we need to say out loud that it's okay to not enjoy. We don't all have to enjoy the same thing. We don't right. all have to enjoy the same style of worship. Um, maybe, yeah, to your point, you find a church. Yeah. Find, even if it's, even if your church is four or five people coming over to your yeah. house. Find that's something your, where that's your church, right? Where t- what right. is it? Two or three, wherever there's two or three gathered that's in right. my name. That's right. I'm there also. That's church. So I think it's okay to say that you don't have to go into a big crowd and sing loud music. You could go into a small crowd and, and be very solemn and reverent. They're all good. They're on different parts of the spectrum. Like you were saying for different people, different love languages. Yeah. Right. And so you can find a language that you enjoy expressing it in. Men, are you struggling to quit looking at porn? This is a topic we've talked a lot about on the men's Alliance podcast, struggling to quit watching porn. I want you to know this. You are not alone. We are partnering with covenant eyes software so that you can join with over one and a half million people who have successfully used Covenant Eyes to experience victory from porn. And I want to tell you, I have used Covenant Eyes. It's fantastic. I've used it for many years. I've been on the end of it 
where you're using it. And I've been on the end where you are an accountability partner for someone else using it. It is outstanding software. Okay. It provides excellent accountability in a man's struggle to break the cycle of looking at porn. So if you want to try covenant eyes out, you can get a free 30 day trial money back guarantee. When you sign up at covenanteyes.com, simply use the code tribe, code tribe, T-R-I-B-E. When you sign up for covenant eyes to get your free 30 day trial money back guarantee, this is a game changer. It can help you break the cycle, sign up and use it today. Hey, this is Dusty Shadow Parker. I just wanted to take a break here and tell y'all, help us reach more men. We cannot sharpen men into the husbands, fathers, and leaders that God designed us to be without your financial support. Your donations enable us to launch and sustain tribes at more churches and reach more men with the gospel of Christ. Men's Alliance is a 501c3 nonprofit so your financial support is tax deductible. Go to mensalliancetribe.com slash support to join our team. Now go refill up your coffee and enjoy the rest of this podcast. So let's talk um, a little bit about what are some of your favorite verses in the Bible that have to do with worship. I mentioned... um you know, the Psalms and, and 145 through 150. And 150 is pretty short, six verses, but uh, I'll just read it. Um, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing praise him with strings and flutes praise him with the clash of cymbals praise him with the loud clanging cymbals let everything that breathes sing praises to the lord praise the lord and that just covers everything that i was talking about about expressing the love in my heart and praising god for for all those things and you mentioned you were mentioned outdoors and if I just to go back real quick, mm-hmm. the the creation, yeah, sunrises and sunsets, and I drive. I spend a lot of time on the road, and there is that is probably uh, the closest I feel with God and and worshiping Him is is seeing His creation, seeing Him paint the sky, right? Seeing yeah. seeing that, um, and just how amazing that is, and it just brings praise to my heart. And I think of all of these psalms. I love the. Um... Quote, I read this uh, years ago by John Muir. Uh, says, I would rather be in the mountains thinking about God than in church thinking about the mountains. Yeah. Right. And that, that just hit me. And I've always, I've always felt that. I always love being outside. What about you, Ranger? What's your verse? I have a couple. Um, Great. So, in the beginning, it talks about in Exodus uh, chapter 20, verse 1 through 7, um, he talks about. You know, no other gods before me. Um, you will not bow down or serve any other god. You know, I'm a jealous god. Uh, you shall not take the name the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not 
hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Um, and I, I think, I, so I'm still in the learning process, right, of all this. And it was up until recently, uh, actually last year, um, where I started digging into specifically worship. And when you, when you learn more about it and what, what God commands, you're like, oh man, I've kind of been doing this wrong. Um, and it talks about not taking his name in vain. Um, and, and, and it's, it's more than just like, you know, you're lying about something. You're like, yeah, I promise to God, like, I swear, like it's more than that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's going into a place of worship, pretending like you're worship in his name and you're not Mm. really fully committed. Um, and I think that's because I've always not really been in the word, um, deep enough. Um, and, and I, and there have been some churches where you get, you know, just the, the, the baby's milk, you're not getting the full scripture fed to you. There's no, and there's no other brothers, no discipleship training. Um, that's one thing I love about men's Alliance is that we have that. Um, that's really what's helped me a lot. Um, but also Romans 12, um, a living sacrifice. So it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed to the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think not just anybody can worship God. I think that, you know, once the, once you, once the Holy Spirit calls you, it's the renewal of your mind. You have to know how to worship God before you can worship him. Right. So what is it? Uh, Proverbs, was it Proverbs eight and nine? It talks about um, fear of the Lord is, is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Knowledge of the Holy one is the underst- of a, is a understanding. So I think you have to know how to worship God before you really want to try to worship God. Um, because he, he has commandments and it's, it's in his word. Um, so I think, you know, over the years, I'm like, I have, you know, worshiped his name in vain, not fully committed or understanding. You're talking about like where your heart's at. Yes. Like your, your mindset. Yes. Your heart set, I guess. Yeah. I would go there. Yeah. Um, thinking that worship was just Sunday, you know, throwing your hands up. I didn't throw my hands up then, um, but I was a judgmental person. But I was always go, feel, you know, coming out feeling like I did something, and all those times was in vain. Um, yeah. So, like taking like I did good. I yeah. Did, I did good because I went to church. Right. Exactly. Instead of <clears throat> necessarily wanting to worship or needing to, like, yeah. If you told me I could never worship again, it'd be like a life sentence. Like. Right. If I wasn't allowed to, like how it, ha- like, what's the, is it Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They they couldn't, they, they were told they couldn't worship and only, only worship this one person or even uh, Daniel. Yeah. They were, you know, he was, t- and you've talked about that. Like, that'd be a death sentence for me. And there's, you know, in Leviticus, it talks about the strange fire. Like, yeah. you can't just, just because you think it's good, how you feel like you need to worship to God doesn't necessarily mean it's what God wants. Right. Um, and he killed those guys right on the spot. Right. They brought strange fire. Hmm. Um, so I think it's just important to know God's word before you, before you try to worship. I'm not saying don't, don't start worshiping, but 
really dig into the word and what God wants and how you should worship. I think it's important. I think he just wants an authentic yes, heart. authentic love. Yep. Right, somebody who's not doing it for show, somebody who's yes. who's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And you could be doing it for show without any type of outward, you know, physical expression. Again, and like how, how you were right. doing, yeah, how you say you were doing. It. You weren't raising exactly. your hands, but you were doing it for show to Jesus, not other people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I will say that everybody's journey's a little different and you know I I hit my knees the first time when I was 15 but knew nothing of Jesus Christ until my youngest child was born mm-hmm. and started um digging into that and I would say that you know for me it was backwards from what you just said um the holy spirit was doing a lot of work in me um you know I was in the fire service and I would be on a call and, you know, working on somebody and my heart was praying for that person. Like there was a, there was a pushing in me, there was a nudge to pray for this person. Right. And then I started praying and I knew, I didn't know what, you know, 11 years ago, I didn't know what the old Testament or the new Testament meant. I knew mm-hmm. nothing about scripture, the gospel, but I knew the Holy spirit was doing all this work in my heart. And I would find myself in a, posture of just work, you know, worship and adoration yeah. for the work that he was doing inside of me. And that led me from the heart to the mind. Right. And then it, I want to know more about my God, you know, and, and that's what led me to church, you know, honestly. And so I think that, you know, it's, it's a position of worship. Ultimately we've talked about it is the, is the expression of the heart and the mind, knowing what God has done for you and expressing that to him, you know, yeah. like can be super reverent, can be like we said, louder. Um, but yeah, if, for me, it was a little bit, it was kind of the opposite of that, the mind to the heart. It was the heart to the mind. You know, I think, um, you brought up praying and, and, and worshiping and, and, um, and thinking about God before you knew about Jesus. Yes. Right. So, um, that's entirely in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, throughout the Bible, it talks about knowing God by creation. And people worshiped God long before um, Jesus uh, was born in Bethlehem. Right. And I think that that's actually a great starting point for people before they even become Christians or before they even know the story. They don't know the good news, the gospel. They don't know the story, but they can look around and they can tell that there is a designer, that there's a creator, yeah. and and they're feeling worship towards that being, towards that force, towards that deity before they even know the story. And I think that is the first step towards him, him, the creator, God, who will then, they, they will find out the rest of the story. God will bring it to him, right? And um, you were just making me think of this Psalm 19. I just pulled this up, right? Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voices go out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. Right? And then... the words in Romans 1 are very similar to this. And I'm going to flip over to this. So Romans chapter 1, in verse 19, it says, Since what may be known about God 
is plain because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world's of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. So I think there's a big part of worship there in from Psalm 19 to Romans 1 about we can see the creation. We can see all the beautiful things that have been made and worship God. And maybe, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you don't understand the good news of the gospel, that's that's okay. Yeah. Start with just worshiping the creation. The, the creator. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, for me, my favorite, uh, I don't know if it's my favorite verse, but one that speaks to me a lot is just how we should view worship is uh in Luke nineteen forty says, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. thinking of that. Yeah. And it's just, sometimes I like to imagine how God receives our worship. You know, is he up there? I don't think he is like in the movie 300 with Xerxes, how he's commanding everybody to worship him. And when they finally do, he's just like almost absorbs it and is like, yes, I deserve this worship. I think it's more so at least for me, I just envision when I'm worshiping, he's just hugging me, you know, and showing me thankfulness that yeah. I'm worshiping, worshiping him. And just, you know, like a parent would, when your kid's telling you how much you love them, you're hugging them and telling them how much you love them right back. And they, you know, you love them more than they could ever imagine. You know, I, I feel like that's how God receives our worship as just like a humble father who doesn't necessarily thinks he deserves it, which he does, of course, but I don't think he has that kind of mindset where he's just appreciative, you know, it's like, and if you don't, if you don't worship me, it's like, he needs, you know, he needs it. He wants it. Like the stones are going to cry out, you know, cause the stones are even that much appreciative that they were, that they were created, you know? So like, they're so appreciative of just being stones that if we don't worship, they're going to cry out and worship God for being a stone. You know, you know, I think that, you know, we can understand it easier when, when, like you said, you think about your relationship with your kids yeah, and how you love them and you want to have relationship with them and you want them to talk to you yeah, and you want them to love you. But even if they don't, you're yeah. still going to love them. That's right. I think God created that relationship. He yeah. created fathers and mothers and children and gave us this example so that we could understand his love for us. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's, um, it's not a coincidence that we have fathers and children and, and that relationship. Right. And then God just saw that relationship and he thought, Oh, this will make a good, uh, metaphor. I'll use that. Yeah. No, yeah. he created this relationship so that we would understand. Yeah. Right. He he set up this system and then used it as the metaphor. That's why he calls himself father. Right. Right. That's why he is he is called God the Father. Yeah. Right. And and God the Son. Right. So it's right. from the beginning, it's that relationship piece. So when we have trouble understanding it and grasping, like I think God's angry at me. Yeah. I feel God's mad at me because I've done wrong. We got to just keep going back to that. Yeah. The, the, 
the most powerful um, parable that Jesus told to me is the one about the prodigal son. Yeah. Right. And you think about that's how God feels about us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like he's always just standing there waiting and ready for us to come back yeah. home to him. You probably have some good worshipful moments when you're running, right, Sunshine? I do. I yeah. do. Um, what, made it, me, what made me think about that is that runner, uh, I forget his name, but he's he was a famous runner, and he, he had said the statement, when I, when I run, God gave me the gift of running. Eric when, Little. Yeah, Eric Little. Chariots of Fire. Right, that's it. And when I run, I feel his pleasure, you know. And yeah. it's like, I think if any of us have gifts, that's that's when you know you're using your gifts for Jesus. Yeah. It's when, no matter what it is, and you're using it as a as a way to worship him, you'll feel his pleasure. So, I, yeah, like, tell me about some running experiences that you've had. I run with Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> that's the experience. <laughs> he, no, it's, uh, it is, and, and. Yeah, it's 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 more of the conversations. It's just like you know, Goose was talking about being in nature in his yeah. creation, and I mentioned Guardian because he got me into trail running and um, just being outdoors, being in the woods, running through his creation yeah. is uh is very you know I think about God a lot when I'm yeah. running, and yeah, I wanted to back up to something that you mentioned about um you know Christ and God like how does God feel about our worship and you know I. I think about uh, in Revelation when it talks about all tribes, all nations before the throne, right? And they're clothed in white, right? Because they're and there's an excerpt in my in, in my Bible that says this vast multitude from all races and nation is the harvest Christ envisioned from His great salvation. Yeah, and that's just when I when I think about that, I think about you know it it takes the me out of it, right? This right. is His harvest. It's it's just you know every everyone purified by the blood of the lamb. Yeah, it's very easy to worship as both of y'all are saying when you are outdoors in God's nature. Yeah, like yeah. when I've I, I've done sections of the Appalachian and different hikes throughout, and it's just like talk about great times with God is when you're out in His nature, you know, in His creation that He's you know that He's created for you at that time. Like He created that tree how many thousands of years ago for this moment that you were going to pass it and appreciate him, you know, and give him yeah. worship for it. Yeah. You know, like that's one of the reasons why he knew when he planted that seed that you were going to have that moment with him. It's so true. So it's like, it's just that perspective. It makes you appreciate nature so much more, at least for me. Cause I'll go fishing and then I will just, I love fishing in the evening, right? Yeah. The sunset and, the, and the, the frogs, I mean, everything. Right. Yeah. And I will just stop fishing. I, yeah, I, a lot of times I'm like just in the zone, right? But then a lot of times yeah. I will just stop fishing and just look and just be in awe yeah. at everything that's around me, even though it's like lily pads and mosquitoes, right? So right. I, um, but that I just I have a lot of those memories in my implanted in my head. Like, man, those are just it's just so cool, it's so beautiful. Um, that what he created when you stop and actually look at it, yeah. it's inspiring. You know, Especially when I you do. catch that fish, and it's like God created this fish. For well, I don't me catch to, fish for me to catch. <laughs> so I was gonna say, what do, you, what do you fish with Ranger? He catches all the fish. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do if you catch a nine pounder? <laughs> right? Yeah, did, you, you realize that God created this nine pounder for this moment for me to catch. I yell, <laughs> <laughs> I yell really loud. Right? <laughs> you know, I do a lot of worshiping in the deer stand. Yeah, yeah. and I I wasn't really thinking about that till you started this topic here. Um, talking about 
sunrise. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite days that I've ever had on this planet have been where I spent sunrise to sunset Yeah, in the woods without another human mm-hmm. interaction. Right. Right. Where you just, you're quiet and you watch the forest come to life and you watch some animals go to sleep and some animals wake up. Yeah. And you see the sun move across the sky and it sets and some animals go to sleep and some animals wake up and just being out there in that much quiet, you know, when I'm just sitting in the deer stand, I'm doing a lot of praying. Um, it's just a great, it's a great time and place. I hadn't thought of it in those terms, but you know, you brought up Eric little and running. So my verse, um, is, and this is throughout the Bible. You can find this in, in Matthew, you can find this in Luke. Um, but I wanted to read it from, uh, Deuteronomy because a lot of places they're actually quoting the old Testament. So from, uh, Deuteronomy six, and I'm going to read verse four and five. It says, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And so you think about that. I think we're really good as a culture at worshiping and loving God with all of our heart and with all of our soul. When I hear, when I think about worshiping God with heart and soul, that's when I think about um, being indoors with music and hands raised. I think that's a very heart soul type worship. And then you think about how do you love God with all your strength? Yeah. And I think that's like running. I think it's flipping tires and swinging sledgehammers and doing push-ups and and flutter kicks and and we do this a lot at men's alliance where we will actually like thank god for our hearts and our lungs and our muscles and yeah. for one thing there's a lot of people that can't do that right there's a lot of people that can't sing yeah <laughs> i can't sing right that's and why so he it's gives, okay. that's why he gives you those other options, that's right there's other you know? there's other ways right there's yeah. some people that can't they they can't run physically where they can't flip a tire and there's other people that can't sing and we all have different ways to worship and i think it's important for the singers and the hand raisers to understand that worshiping god quietly sitting by a fire is not a lesser form of worship it's a different form of worship right right? god loves it just as much yeah yeah and so you know and then in uh, the book of matthew when jesus is um when he's quoting that passage from Deuteronomy, I guess he's not really quoting it because he's Jesus. He's, he's saying it his own way, right? When he's talking to the Pharisees, he says, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. So then that brings up another component, right? How do you love God with your mind? Right? So again, I think that's another part. It's what we're doing right now. It's studying, it's reading, it's thinking, it's, it's conversing about this stuff. God does not want us to check our brains at the door. You don't have to be non-intellectual to be a Christian, right? God is wanting you to use your mind to love him. And I think about, you know, all the great Christian thinkers and authors throughout the centuries, right? From Augustine, right? To C.S. Lewis, to you know, modern day Jay Warner Wallace, Frank Turex, um, Greg Kokels. These are men who are using their mind and they're teaching others to use their mind. So 
I think that's another way we can worship is, is through Mills through our minds. <laughs> Teaching other men. <laughs> so this has been a great conversation with you guys. I've absolutely loved it. And let's just hear some of your closing thoughts about worship. What have you, um, what do you want to, uh, make sure you get said about worship ranger? So I follow John MacArthur a lot. Um, and I love his definition of worship and this is now I'm taking it and going to, uh, I always apply it to my life. So it is, it is any and every expression of obedience, praise, honor, adoration, and gratitude offered to the true God by a regenerate soul who knows the truth about God and loves him. Boom. That's it. That's it. Dropping the mic. I love it. Don't drop the mic. It's expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's to me, that's that's it. Um, kind of like what we've all talked about. Um, how Sunshine was talking about how his uh raising or you know process was different than mine, um, going through church and worshiping. And we all have different expressions. Uh you are outdoors. That's your your biggest expression um is being out there and seeing his creation. Um so, I mean, it's a way of life. And that's why when we talk about worship, it's in everything that you do, obedience, praise, honor, adoration. So you're, you're living in worship daily in everything that you do. Awesome. What's your closing thoughts on worship, Sunshine? My closing thoughts, you know, the we mentioned reverent worship, you know, alone. We mentioned... Um, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, worship in church and hands raised and, and all those things. And I, I think that the parting thought for me is, is I just pray that God brings me back to the foot of his cross every time and he will. And I trust that he'll do that. And that's really my prayer for everybody that hears this, right, is because that's the position we should all be in. And time and time again, whether it's, whether it's, we're coming to that, to the, you know, in my head, I see the foot of the cross, like the bottom of the cross, where it goes into the ground, right? It brings me back to that place, whether I'm broken in the hardest part of life, I'm going to worship him reverently right there. But when things, when he's, when his work in my life is seen and I'm on, you know, I'm having a great day and I, I, I see all the things that great, good things that he's doing in my life or when he speaks to me something, you know, I come to him and I'm loud and I'm expressive, but in my mind and in my prayer is that, and my prayer for everybody, honestly, listen to this, is that he brings you to that place at the foot of the cross, bowing or expressing your love to him for what, what he's done in your life and in your heart and in your mind and in your soul. Shadow. Uh, what's your closing thought for us on worship? I would just say maybe you're out there and you don't know. You don't feel comfortable worshiping in any in any form or you just haven't found it yet as far as, well, I don't like to sing. Well, then just try it in your car, you know, where you're, where you're by yourself and maybe learn to like it. Or if that's not your form of worship, do it with your strength, you know, or do it with your soul. Go help somebody you know, with a, that needs help and whatever, you know, find a way that you can worship, you know, find your niche, you know, 
where it's like, yes, this is going to be the way I express my love for God is, is this way. You know, that's my favorite way to worship. Maybe you haven't found it yet. And for maybe the non-Christian is like, I feel like sometimes when people hear worship, oh, you, God is this just person who sits on a throne and wants everybody to worship. It's like, it's not a conceited worship, you know, just know that when God, when you're worshiping God and you're having those crying snot ball moments, worshiping God, he's, he's crying and snot balling with you. He's like, okay, we going to do this. All right. Let's let whatever you're experiencing, he's experiencing that right with you. He's mirroring that with you. So just be encouraged by that. Don't feel embarrassed or, I mean, I think some people could be self-conscious, you know, or feel not like a man if they're crying when they're worshiping. It's like, it's okay. I mean, that's great. You're letting God's speaking to you, you know, so just embrace it. That's all. Yeah. You know, I think to what Sunshine was saying, the most important thing is it doesn't matter how you worship, right? It's just that you do worship. And I think we worship God for who he is. Right. You worship, you worship a deity for who they are. Right. It's not for what they do for you. Right. I think this is where some people get it, get it wrong is you can be thankful for what God has done in your life. If he's done something, you know, um, that, that you feel particularly thankful for or specific thing that he's done in your life. Cause some people, you know, they're going through trials, they're going through hard times. They don't have anything to thank God for at that moment, or so they feel, right? But you can still worship God in that moment, not for what he's done, but for who he is. So when you think about worshiping, it's it's about who the who they are. And so I just like to end by talking about who he is. Right. So who is God? Why, why would we worship him? Why should we worship him? Right. And if you don't understand who he is, that would be a good question to ask, right? So the reason why we we worship God is not for what he's done for us. It's not for what he's given us, because um, he might have given us a lot of trials, right? But we worship God for who he is. He is the creator of the universe. He's the creator of, of you and I, right? And then beyond that, he also came to earth in the form of a man. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life, died on a cross to pay for our sins, right? Because the payment for sin is death. He alone lived a perfect life and could make that payment for us. He was spotless and perfect. And it would take somebody spotless and perfect to pay for another person's sin, right? That's the gospel. That's the good news. He died to pay for our sins, to make a way, to make a bridge between man and God. The bridge between man and God is Jesus Christ. And it's only Jesus Christ because he, he alone has paid for our sin. He alone has died on the cross for us. So not only did he create us, he also made a way to save us. So that's why we worship. Whether we worship in a big, loud auditorium with our hands raised and a lot of great music, or alone in our cars, or in our homes, or beside the fire, watching the sparks rise to the heavens. Yeah. It doesn't matter where we are, how we do it. That is why we worship. And if you worship differently, it doesn't mean 
that your worship is lesser. It just means that God has created you unique and we can all worship God in different ways. So guys, I really appreciate the conversation with you guys this morning, Ranger and yeah, it was good. Sunshine and Shadow and sharing your thoughts with us on worship. I appreciate you having us on. Yeah. There's something I wanted to mention. You mentioned it's about him and what he's done, right? And the origin of the word worship is old English and it is worthship. His worthship. We're praising his worthship. Yeah. That's where it comes from. And sorry, that's why I said after. Oh, that's good. But it's it really speaks to what it is. That's what worship is, is it's you know, showing adoration, whatever expressing love, whatever it is for his worthship. Yeah, no, that's, that's so good, right? That's where we get like worth and worthiness. Yes. Right. So good. All right, guys, it's been a great conversation. I thank you for not only your podcast here today, but your just leadership in men's alliance and um, what you guys bring every single week to your tribes around the fire. And uh, I know we got a lot of tribes out there and a lot of different denominations and a lot of different styles of worship. And I think it's amazing what God is doing with men's alliance, um, bringing us together on the things that, that do matter, the things that are important. So regardless of how we worship, it's just amazing to know that we're worshiping together with other men in different denominations, in different States around yeah. different fires, doing different workouts, different devotions, but we're all on the same page for the same reason. So it's fantastic. And, um, look forward to seeing you guys around the fire soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Men's Alliance podcast. Find your tribe at mensalliancetribe.com, or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. And send us your questions or comments to info at mensalliancetribe.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon. Are you recording yet? Yeah. Okay. I didn't get the McConaughey part, but man. Yeah. That would have been awesome. That would have been been a little quicker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. (laughs)